Ayo, bad boys, welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. All hail Normies Like Us, podcast of the House Normies, first of its name, the all-listened, king of all pods, the Roynar, and the podcast addicts, ruler of the Apple Podcasts, call of the Stitcher Sea, protector of the audio realm, regent over the seven downloads, maker of memes, and proud mothers of dragons. Sharpen your swords, my loyal subjects, and gather your finest ravens. It may be April, but winter is officially here. When you play the game of thrones, you win. You die. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Lannister always pays his debts. I am the king. You know nothing. There is only one God, and his name is Death. Hello, welcome back to Normies Like Us. I guess that's what we say. We're here talking Game of Thrones. I am Mike. Hey, oh, bad boys. This is Joe Snow. This is, uh, I'm going to say either Colin Drogo or maybe the Colin Slayer. I don't know what you guys agree with. But then Colin I'll throw Drogo, it over to, to thank you, Joe. I'll throw it over to our special guest who did that intro. Thank you to Jacob. Uh, yes, uh, Valor Magulis, Normies. Uh, this is Grandmaster Jake, Grand, uh, Grand Maester Jacob. Grand Maester. What's, uh, what's Medulla Oblongata? What did you say? <laughs> Valor Morgulis. It means uh, all men must die. It's a common uh, saying in uh, the Eastern continent, which I can't remember the name of. but It's common. Bra- Bravos. You didn't know that? It's yeah, a Bravosi so. saying. And Maester means he's got these really spooky chains wrapped yes. around him. I am Grand Maester, uh, so, the, so I am the Carol. head scientist of the, basically what the scientists. Scientist. Getting me pissed. So this is a great intro right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, last week we had... Special guest Andrew Fiskus as an expert on the WWE and wrestling. This week, Jacob, I, I would comfortably say you are an expert in the the song of ice and fire. And Mike, you are the normiest of norms when it comes to this. And the song of niche and normie. I am certainly the normie here. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you could say I'm an expert. Uh, I mean, I guess I would. I know more than the average person about the song of like like you know you guys know comics. Uh, Mike knows. You know what he knows, and <laughs> Mike. You know what you know. No, no you do, Mike. Right? Star Trek, I, I think and so. video games. But I can name you like you know some random minor character and give you their like backstory from the books, I guess. So well, I'll buy into what Joe's saying because beyond that, you are the guy who did get me watching HBO's A Game of Thrones, a great television huh? program. Huh? Uh, I definitely have a relationship with the author George R. R. Martin, is but not with Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, is it? Uh, are you guys um, exclusive? I'm writing him love letters. This is what's stopping him from writing the. I was going to say, is that's why it's <laughs> yes, taking so long? I am long? slowing him down with this torrent so affair. You read some of his other works. Though. Yes, I have. Um, growing up, my dad collected weird sci-fi books, so he had things like Fever Dream. A vampire uh, deep-fried southern tale, which is about a vampire who who wants to get on a riverboat and like bring together the lasting vampires after the Civil War. I was reading that. I tell you, I love that title. Yeah, that's it's cool, southern right? Fever dream, vampire yeah. tale. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really that's cool. cool. Um, so I was into that stuff. I didn't know that he had this entire medieval like super world that nerds were nerding out for. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for me. Um, I, I really, even though I kind of grew up reading a lot of like fantasy and science fiction books and stuff when I was a kid and also just watching TV and that kind of thing, I did not really know of this book series before the first season of the show came out. So what happened is I, I heard about the show. I was like, oh, that sound, looks interesting. I checked it out. I got really into it in the first season. And then between the first season and the second season, I 
looked up all the books and I read, I read like the first three before the next season came out. Um, and by that time I was just hooked and then I knew everything. And then I was like, Oh, and then that's how I guess I became a fan. So, and Jacob, you've kind of done it all, right? You listened to audiobooks, You read yeah. some of the books. Mm-hmm. You've done deep dives. Yeah, When on I the say wikis. read, I should say I've listened to all the books. I haven't physically read them because, um, audiobooks are great. Audible.com. Audible.com. <laughs> Use so, the code normies like us. No, not really. That's too long of a code. 12 characters <laughs> yeah. max. Joe, what's your uh, what's your background with Game of Thrones? Uh, like? I would say I'm just above you. No mm. relationship with the author at all. Uh, he never wrote me back. Oh, but you've seen the show. <laughs> um, Mike. Yeah, I started the show upon Jacob's recommendation. And I'll tell you, it became something we look forward to all of the time. We've done viewing parties with our friends. Yeah, we used to watch the last couple years. In previous seasons we always would always meet up at someone's house and watch the episodes week to week and that sort of thing. And this Sunday it is back boys and girls. We are going to be making our our shots of fire and ice which is Fireball nice. and Smirnoff Ice. Check mm, it out. Sponsored content. <laughs> well, let's make the argument here because Joe perfect setup for it. Like Jacob said in the intro, winter isn't coming. It's here. But but it let me ask you this. Here. Mike, as the guy who's pulled out of it, let's make the pitch. What is the well, niche? What is what the norm for Game of Thrones? Mike, yeah. who hasn't seen it at all, right. it, this this blew my mind when I first heard that he hadn't seen it. Because this, the this Dark show Souls guy. is right yeah. up yeah. your alley. You know, you like fantasy. You like science fiction. This isn't really science fiction, but like... You like this similar things in this genre, so and you like Absolutely. it adult. You like it grim. That's yeah. What Game I, of Thrones like, pulls yeah, off Dungeons well. and Dragons. Yeah. You know, this Mike, fits this in perfectly. This is the show for you that you don't watch. But when exactly. we say something like, "Do you know like what is the niche? What is the normie of?" If I say something like, "Winter is coming," I, that's that the catchphrase of the world. You know it. I feel bam. Winter is coming is like part of the normie yeah. culture yeah. for the watch. Even even yeah, for the watch, Hodor, like that kind of stuff got through the If memes, you had really. to say right now, summarize the series. If you as an outsider had to say, what is Game of Thrones about? Is it the squabbles of blah blah blah? Is it is it something like Who Harry Potter character? to you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Who right. is it? Hey, holding up a pop, a fun co pop figure that Jacob brought of these characters. Yeah, if I was to from the outside looking in yeah. try to put my finger on it, it appears to be a medieval set series where everybody there's a power vacuum for the iron throne and everybody wants that thing very badly and will kill anyone to get it there's a lot of betrayal and murder essentially yes that's a also big dragons part of it. Yes. and uh zombie dragons zombie dragons and jason momoa so well, i, I mean, think that's hell is, yeah brother <laughs> but you're saying uh, ooh, aquaman is that you <laughs> my man cal, cal, game cal, cal aquaman you're here thanks for showing up um, yeah. But I think this is what part of what makes Game of Thrones so great and why it became such a thing in popular culture is because you can watch it at the level of, of, of um, depth that you put into it is what you can get out of it. So if you just want to watch it as a casual, as a normie, you can watch it and not even know like all the characters names. Like my mom can watch it and say like, I like the short guy, you know, and then you can uh, still enjoy it in that way or you can get really in depth with it and know like every single you know, minor character and everything and know how they relate to the books and all that. I will say one of the most special things about the show, uh, full disclosure, I hate dragons. Fantasy, not my bag. I love science fiction, science fantasy, medieval times, fantasy, dragons, witches and warlocks, not really my bag. This Mm. show is so well done. I mean, it's like watching a weekly version of Lord of the Rings. 
Okay. But yeah. with a lot of sex and violence. Right. Those and I are think, two good things. Yeah. I think part of the reason why you can kind of get over the dragons and stuff if you're not that into them, because what really the show is about is the the characters and their relationships with each other. It's set in this world that happens to have magic. It also is set in a kind of a dying magic world where magic has mostly gone out of the world. It used to be a lot more hundreds of years ago. Mm. Dragons have been extinct for hundreds of years until recently. So it's really a kind of it's it's very realistic to like medieval Europe. It just happens to have some minor elements of magic that that gain strength throughout the series on the cusp of a major change. Yeah, mm. um, but the political intrigue and that stuff, the interpersonal character uh, development, is really I think what what makes the show rides above like like a ran you know other fantasy series. Where the Walking Dead is really a show about people and their relationships. Yeah. So is yeah, this exactly. yeah. on the backdrop we of sex, violence, and dragons. <laughs> yeah. Oh truly. Like yeah. literally if I had to go around and look at it, like Jacob, you are our expert on Harry Potter. You're the high mm-hmm. sci fi, you know, fantasy well written stuff. Boom. Mike, we said it, the Dungeons and Dragons, we're shocked you're not watching it, yeah. but totally get it. You'll get around to it. Joe Sopranos, you know, you love that political it's drama. True. You yeah. love that intrigue. It has something for everybody. Me, the tits. I mean, it's like fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that it's like, what will this show be remembered for? Because you, Mike, you said some key things in just breaking it down. The Iron Throne. You yeah. know what that is from the outside. And like, you've that is never cool. watched a single episode, correct? I've seen a few clips. I watched a, and full disclosure, we're going to be spoiler heavy i assume talking about plot points and things leading up to the new season so if you're like me i'm along for the ride so i'm willing to be brought in because i will watch the show eventually and i know a lot of people die so i think also at one point i just ramblingly described the entire plot of game of thrones i believe we had a conversation where you just came over to me and we're just like and so then this happens r plus l equals j and you're like what is that i I ended up in a ted talk i was the only one in the audience (laughs) so to to wrap it up before we die Yes. Yeah. Uh, we are on the cusp of the last event television, maybe ever. That's right. I mean, this is the True. last. We're going to watch it live, ending a series. They've made us wait for over a year at this point. Why don't we dive in? Let's talk all about the Song of Ice and Fire. Ayo, hey, Normies, remember Lannister always pays his debts, and we are indebted to George R.R. Oh. R. Martin for creating the book series. <laughs> That's right. That's what a right. transition from someone who doesn't really know much. <laughs> That's just coming off the pop culture aesthetic. Just something that the permeated. Lannister always pays his debts. See, we say that, but I'm thinking Mike is a Lannister. I see that solid gold <laughs> hand he has over there that he's tucking <laughs> under <laughs> his table. <laughs> he's always looking at his sister weird. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I don't even, I don't Can we talk about like what record. houses we would, we would identify Ooh. with? Ooh. Yeah, we better do that should, right now, actually. Yeah. We do <laughs> yeah. Um, we should also say up top, I'm positive I would be a bastard. Mike, do you understand like what those mean? So it, you know, I assume it's something similar to Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Of course, exactly. <laughs> it's basically the same yeah, thing. It's right. territorially how the world is broken like up. Serfdoms. Westeros yeah. is a continent in this world. Yeah. Right? So there are seven kingdoms within Westeros. The tar- 300 years ago, the Targaryens came over from Old Valyria, traveled across the sea on their dragons conquered the entire westeros and the seven kingdoms so the seven lord the seven former kings became lords and they are the seven ruling houses but they all must show you know uh uh respect respect to uh 
the Targaryen, they got paid up. everything. So that it was that way for hundreds of years. Then there was a uh, a rebellion about uh, you know thirty years ago uh, where the Baratheons overthrew the Targaryens, and this is where we land in present day. Thirty years after that, the king is now the Baratheons. Um, and I'm getting really kind of in-depth here, but basically... I'm loving it. The history of Westeros, baby. But the way we break it down is exactly like you said, As Mike. Usurping. It is the houses of Hogwarts. Like, the seven kingdoms he's talking about. Yep. The the climate of the world of Game of Thrones is magical in itself. When we say winter is coming, seasons are weird. Seasons yes. last a really long time. So this is kind of where it gets in a little mm. bit of science fiction, mm. because it exists on a planet that it's rotates on its axes differently, and seasons actually last for years. So winter... Can la- there was a winter that lasted a generation where people were just freezing to death in their houses because oh, wow. it was so cold. And people were born that way. So think about it. You could be from the generation that was the winter yeah, generation. The You're night. an old, decrepit person that says, like, oh, I remember how bad it was. <laughs> right. Yeah, so then even 34. in the, you know, so there's the north yeah. where it's cold all the time, but it's actually uh, summer for most of the yes. series. Okay. But it's That's what I wanted to, to talk about. So these way. seven kingdoms, despite the fact that the climate of Westeros in general is broken down in a weird timeline way, Really, these seven kingdoms, the way that you pick like what house you want to be in is like, what climate do you want to hang out in? Do you like well, the yeah, beach, like, baby? Do you like, oh, do you like spring hanging out in like flower like the, fields? The Starks are the, the heads of the north. They are honorable to a fault. Um, then you have the Lannisters who are kind of in the middle of the continent and they're all about... City dwellers. Okay. Yeah, and they're all Imperials about... Imperials to speak. Riches, yes. They're all exactly. about gathering their money and all that stuff. Um, and there's a bunch of others, but there's the Baratheons, there's there's Dorn, the Martells, which are the the sand um, southern continent, which is a desertish Desert. sand area. Mm-hmm. There's you know, on and on. Already said the Targaryens. Yeah, and, and each has a, a sigil, which is a symbol that represents them, and also a house uh, phrase or a, a motto. Um, and so, like for the you know Starks, it's a wolf, and it's winter is coming. For the Lannisters, it's what you said. The Lannisters always pay their debt. Well, technically, uh, that is not oh, that's their, just their official house catchphrase. Oh, 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 well, well actually, Jacob pushing up his glasses. Down. Damn. Yes, because their um, their official house saying is like to, uh, "Hear our roar," or "Hear our." Oh, whoever like that. says right, that. but but the unofficial one has become a Lannister always pays his debts because that's what they're always saying because they're rich assholes and they yeah. are the shadiest of the shady. Yes, they are the political. That's where the political intrigue comes in. Is the the plotting and such is the the Lannisters versus the Starks is really what it comes down to within the continent of Westeros. Um, and that goes into, so when, you know, George R. R. Martin was writing the books, he took a lot of inspiration from history. And there's the War of the Roses in uh, medieval Europe. Between France and England, yes. yes. And it was the two houses were the House of York and the House of Lancaster. So that became Stark and Lannister. Okay. So you have the White Rose and the Red Rose of York and Lancaster. And other things like the Red Wedding was taken from history. Uh, certain other events. But it all really did come down to who's this asshole going to marry, right? Like exactly how it Yeah, did it's all about around. making political alliances through marriage, which is what, you Kinda know, how it went down. People used to do. Um, you would marry your daughter off to another house and that and that would give you an, a political alliance that you could use against your enemies. So it's all about making deals of like, oh, my son will marry so and so, blah blah blah, and then betrayals and that kind of thing. And so Who would I want to bring? the Collins together with at this table. I'm <laughs> looking bruises. around. I'm just like, ooh, I'm feeling <laughs> Joe. I am feeling some signs from Joe. I'm thinking I'd be, look, I'd be a lowly <laughs> bastard. I'd be hanging out and probably so with the Lannisters. So even before your uh, 
children are born, you can say, Joe, I will make a pact that when my daughter is born, she will marry your son at the age of like 14. And then you can start your joined house again. <laughs> and there we Finally. Are. And we'll be best Finally. friends forever. Finally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you right now, uh, no slaves, no masters. I'm growing up in the wildlings, baby. Oh, I was going to say you'd probably end up at the Night's Watch, but you're yeah, totally for right. for the watch. No, but... no, no, You would be on the other side of the wall. You would be with the, the king of nothing, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out, being like, hey, man, free love, all this bullshit. So that's, that's interesting, Joe, because there's also uh, Daenerys Targaryen across the narrow sea in the continent of Essos, who, uh, so when this rebellion went down 30 years ago, the Targaryens became exiled because the king was murdered. Um, and the rest of his family, you know, the Lannisters really wanted to kill all, all traces of Targaryen bloodline. Right, wipe so, them out. So as a baby, Daenerys was smuggled out of the continent into Essos where she grew up, um, married, you know, the call, call Drogo. And basically she becomes Hell kind yeah. of a reformer queen. She's still you know, a queen, but she's the breaker of change. She freed a bunch of slaves. She has no kingdom. Yeah, no slaves, she's, no masters. Um, and she's the kind of the no slaves, no masters queen, even though she's still a queen, she's a, a more reforming queen. Yeah, I guess can you imagine if liberating. in the context of history now, there was a revolutionary with no continent who just a roaming army was like, we are the strongest power in the right. world. Yeah, we are with she's you. She's kind of like a Joan of Arc character, like a William Wallace, who was the king of... Scotland, who who over you know tried to overthrow the the English, and she is trying to reclaim her rightful, you know, as the rightful heir of the Iron Throne. In her mind, she's trying to now come over and overthrow the powers that are in charge now. Yeah, and you know, reclaim the fact that everyone's wiped out but her. Yes, it's pretty big stakes. You know? And this is all the backdrop of a, a series of books that George R. R. Martin has been writing yeah. since uh, Jacob. When did the first one come out? I mean, this I is believe ongoing. it came out in ninety or ninety one. It was the early nineties. Yeah, so so we're at decades now that this yeah. has been going he's trying, on. He's trying, he's trying to get them out there, guys. With. Oh, ninety six yeah. actually from. Uh, looking it up, uh, so a little later than I thought. So, oh, it's still over two decades. Yeah, yes, but what's interesting is the first three, which most people consider to be the best three, were all written within two. So two years. So it was like ninety six, ninety eight, then two thousand. Then he took a big break in between uh, uh, the third and the fourth book, which I can go into why that happened and stuff. Um, five years later, he releases the fourth book, and then six years after that, he releases the next one. And since then, it has been eight years, and we are still waiting for the next one. Well, I'll tell you, two I would love to hear why that big break happened, because this is my big yeah. gripe with the universe. And I hear that, too, is George R. R. Martin generally takes a long time to come out. It's like does worse now, than Fallout. The, this right. is the weird thing. So in, you know, in the first three, they all came out pretty quick, and those were the mm-hmm. best ones. So it's like he had a lot of the idea set up. After those three, he kind of hit writer's block, and he admitted he had writer's block for a long time. He was trying to untangle this knot of all these characters and plot lines intersecting. The fourth and the fifth books um, expand the world considerably, add a bunch of new point of view characters, and this is analogous with like the four, the fifth season and on of the uh, the show, HBO the fourth show. and fifth seasons. So um, there was just a lot more going on, and also the fourth and the fifth books they do something the first three didn't. They split it up. They both so both the fourth and the fifth books take place during the same period of time, but they they're split up instead by by character. So, so you're following half different the characters are not in the fourth book. Like Daenerys is not in the fourth book. Jon Snow is not in the fourth book. Then they show up in the fifth book, and it takes place during the same time as the fourth as the events of the fourth book, but featuring different characters. They're happening in parallel, like yes. Resident Evil 2's uh, Zap system for Claire uh, and Leon. Sure. 
Beyond um, that, though, wouldn't you say it's also kind of interesting, the distinction of the books between the actual media itself, that those POV characters aren't always highborns or something like that. They are sometimes guards, you know, yeah. lowborn characters that mm-hmm. aren't even featured in the TV show. Like, they just get written out. Right. And also, um, there's a tradition of each book either has a pr- prologue or an epilogue featuring a never-before-seen point-of-view character that always dies at the end of the prologue. So, Whoa. like, the first prologue that character dies at the end of that prologue and then the second one there's an epilogue and so on is the first one for game of thrones the character that uh, gets beheaded by ned the guy who's just running in the opening that's right oh that's that's such a cool opening to those books dude what a cool detail i don't know if you know this but sean bean's badass sword that he carries is called ice Ice. it's this bastard sword that is so big i mean it's cloud sword sword. from final fantasy 7 i mean it is and he just whacks this guy's head off in the opening scene what a fucking it's so start. big, in fact, that when, um, you know, the Lannisters take it um, and are in possession of it at one point in the show, they melt it down into two normal sized swords and then give those to Jamie and oh, wow. Joffrey. So that's cool. So wait, yeah. the last book, though, it says 2011 and we've been waiting since. That's then. right. And um, so he's kind of, you know, he's said in a lot of interviews that, uh, again, you know, Eight writer's years. block. He's trying to. Eight years. He's trying to wrap block. it up in a way that will not let people down. So, I mean, that takes time. And, and my hot take is that stop pressuring him to write it because, you know what? If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have these books in the first place. He doesn't have, in my opinion, he doesn't have an obligation to finish it. It's, you know, he created them. So let him just take his time and give him some space. Ooh, I don't know about that. I would like to see him finish up. Yeah, I would too. But yeah. has the window passed, though? I mean, are people. I know there's the diehards, but Game of Thrones, you know, mania is going to be over. It'll be here. wrapped up. Well, I would say the, the percentage of, of people that watch the show that they then go and seek out the books and read them, I would say it's probably, you know, less than. 25% of people that watch the show, right? So we're so saying that, yeah, the books then are the more niche yeah. of this. Definitely, for because sure. they are very, um, you know, traditional, like, fantasy like fantasy novels. So if that's not really your thing, you're probably not going to be as interested. Like Dragonlance or something. If you're not yeah. able to get into that zone, you, it, that's yeah. a little more gritty. But. but I'm the kind of guy that, like, seeks out, like, you know, I watched the Shannara Chronicles on MTV just oh looking for... God. A, uh, 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 you know Fantasy something fix. similar to Game of Thrones. It did not. It was not as good as Game of Thrones. But um, <laughs> I can't believe that. Watch <laughs> the, that Camelot series Shinara? I pitched for the stars, baby. Hey Terry Brooks, shout out Terry Brooks, baby. So now we're at a place where not getting too far ahead, but the TV show is now ahead of the storyline in the book. Yes. How and will so that they, affect what George R. R. Martin is doing? So that's the interesting thing is because he had to know when he signed off to make this a series that this was going to happen because. At this oh, point, you don't think he had the confidence himself? He'd just burn it maybe out. Maybe he did. Do it. Um, I did three in a but, row last time. You know, everyone could see this coming for years as they as seasons continued to come out of the show while the book did not continue to come out that eventually it was going to overlap. And that happens towards the end of the fourth season into the fifth season. And the last, you know, five through seven are pretty much all original material, by which I mean George R. R. Martin has give, given them very you know, bullet points on certain events that are going to happen. And so they do follow those to agree, but there's also a lot of thing, a lot of things they had to change and a lot of characters they had to omit and all kinds of stuff. So, um, there's definitely a split now between. So the if guys. you are one of the 10 people in the world who only read the books and don't watch the show, the show is now spoilers for the book. <sighs> right. Which well, is so a place grumpy to be about in. it. So let's, you know, talking about that. So when, you know, uh, 
the D&D, the two guys that are the showrunners of the show, Benioff and Weiss, um, when they met with George R. R. Martin, he asked them one question, who are Jon Snow's parents? And based on their answer, um, he said, okay, you guys can make the show. And what we now know is that the very popular, basically the prominent theory, even before the show was, was made, is called R plus L equals J. And this was such, such an accepted... I've seen this equation, yeah. yeah. This was such an accepted theory that it was pretty much accepted as being true. And eventually it ended up that it was true, um, which we can go into that if you want, but I don't want to spoil it. But um, well, I think we're kind of clear. Like, what is R plus L <coughs> equals J? The J being Jon Snow. Well, just right. out of that thing, Mike, again, as the normie, do you know that it is a question of who are Jon Snow's parents? Because he's bastards the bastard, right? Is the big question. Is he, you know, also a lost royalty, you know, like um, Daenerys, right. right? So throughout the show, you think that he is Ned Stark's son, Ned Stark being the patriarch of the Stark family. Uh, Sean Bean in the show um, what you end up finding out is that he's actually the son of Ned Stark's sister Lyanna Stark who basically eloped with Rhaegar Targaryen the prince um, I see they had a secret child that was Jon Snow so he's actually half Targaryen half Snow he is the song of ice and so fire so Rhaegar and what's the Lana? song of ice and fire I hate uh, Lyanna girl. Stark Rhaegar yeah. and so Lyanna Stark was, was uh, betrothed and, uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> But this is Kylo you're getting Ren. it. You're getting it. But, but, but no, this is the whole catalyst for the entire show. Yes. So, yeah. um, Lyanna Stark was betrothed to Robert Baratheon, who is the guy the that led the rebellion. He is now King Robert Baratheon. He's, he's on the he's on the Iron Throne now. Yes. So yeah. he overthrew uh, Targaryens, the, the Mad King, um, Aerys Targaryen. His son is Rhaegar Targaryen. So Lyanna Stark was in love with Rhaegar Targaryen. They were in love with each other. She was betrothed to marry Robert Baratheon. This is what kicks off the entire civil war. She mm-hmm. runs off with him, has Jon Snow. Then eventually he marries Cersei Lannister instead. Now Political you get, now you see now your, your family alliances and rampant, such. Yeah. So, but Jon Snow is the thing that can bring it all together because he has the ice of Stark and the fire of Targaryen. And hence the song, Fire. The casual viewers, they're not going for that storyline of who is the person who's going to sit on the Iron Throne. I think the thing that they're getting most satisfied for is will the Starks get revenge, right? That's the big question to the casual yes. viewer. Well, because, I mean, there's a million characters in Game of Thrones, but the main characters, it boils down to the Stark children, Daenerys, and Tyrion. Those are the eight main characters, right? Um, and the Stark children, each of them has a, a unique path that they go on to kind of find themselves because obviously their parents, you know, get but killed. But some of them more reserved in the books, right? Like Rob Stark, not even a POV character. Right. Rob Stark was not a POV character because he's kind of a, he's kind of like a, a three season long MacGuffin of you think that he is the, he's like, all he's the state, Luke Skywalker the boy. Neo yeah, character, exactly. but it ends up being Jon Snow, the run of the litter, so to speak. You think it's going to be Rob Stark. And then season three, there's a big switcheroo. And then you're like, oh, no. And then Jon Snow. So what are some other key differences between the books and the show before we jump like fully into the show? Key differences in terms of like story details or like... Well, like any interesting characters that didn't make. Like Tom Bombadil wasn't in... Here's a a whole thing that means nothing to you, Mike. But Jacob, just in the background while watching the show, would be like, oh, Lady Stoneheart, a character that just is completely written out, is so good and so perfect. Just another one of these revenge-driven monarchs, you know, that is so wronged by the world of game of thrones which again i find to be the most interesting part completely removed from the tv show Mm. i would say probably that is the number one if you ask a fan of the book series that's the number one thing they'll say missed opportunity for the show um this is we're talking about 
Catelyn, Catelyn Stark, the uh, sort of matriarch of the Stark household, mm-hmm. she, um, you know, in a big twist episode, spoiler alert, uh, is killed um, along with Rob Stark. Um, basically, she gets brought back to life in the books by a character that's in the show, Beric Dondarrion, and the the, uh, the Brotherhood Without uh, Banners. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically like a Robin Hood character, but he can he's been brought back to life like seven different times. In the books, he passes on his ability to Catelyn Stark, brings her back into life, and she becomes Lady Stoneheart, who is a mute, basically a phantom, who is going around the countryside, killing any Lannister soldiers that she can capture. That All out is of revenge. fucking awesome. Yeah. That's like sounds a so metal. Right How are you not yeah. reading books, Oh, my God, yeah. And dude. when she was killed, her throat was slit. So she has this just hole in her neck, and she just, like, rasps out of it. But she she's mute, and she kind that, of has to hold her throat like this. And it's it's badass in the books. And I don't know why they didn't do it in the show, because it was perfectly set up for oh, it. They have Barrett's on That's that cooler than dragons. Like, you, I love yeah. dragons. Do you, you think that that's the kind of stuff sweet. that they're saving? Because we do know No, that this should have happened be... already in, like, season five. So it's long past the time to bring her back. No, I don't mean for Game of Thrones. I mean for the multiple spinoffs that are in development at HBO. Do you think we'll see effects of that? or, or Possibly. I mean, it, it, you know, not that specific character, but maybe... Uh, they might take a similar approach to another character, but it's just a missed opportunity because that would be such a cool element. Another big change from the books is the whole Dorn plot in season five, I believe. So obviously, you know, Oberon Martell, if you remember him from season four, he was great. Then they introduce his whole, where he comes from Dorn, the sand snakes, the sand snakes, which are his, his bastard daughters, his brother, who's the king, and all these characters. These proper nouns, by the way, I gotta say, they are so good. They're badass, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> the Sand Snakes, he's called, he's Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper. And he has a, a, a classic battle with the mountain called the Viper. The On mountain the versus show, the Viper. yeah, I've yeah. seen that clip. Okay. Um, and he's called the Red Viper because he fights with a spear, a poison-tipped spear. So he, even if he slices you a little bit, you're gonna die from the poison. Mm. First cut is the deepest, and he's 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 one of my favorite characters. He's a one season character who dies horribly, but he is so obviously you know Pedro Pascal so made a career out of it. Yeah. He's on um, he's on Narcos, right? Yeah, and that's a, a P, P good, good show. show. <laughs> that is a P good show. Um, also, he's going to be on the Mandalorian. Uh, that's the right. John he is Pat the Mandalorian. Star Wars so, oh yeah, series, which is pretty exciting. Very cool. Boba but but so. he's essentially Indigo Montoya, right? That's how I yeah. felt. Hello, yeah. you better my father prepared die. to die. Exactly. Yeah. And so Revenge. after he dies in season four, they, in the books, it goes way more in detail. There's a bunch of other characters in Dorne that totally get cut out. And the characters that do make it in the show, they totally change the the plot and just just completely butcher it, really. And that's probably the worst thing that has really happened in the show, in my opinion. So is often the case in adaptations, you know, the the media like the visual tv version right they have to focus on like the core center which right. is like the targaryens Atlantic, like they pick their favorites essentially the book expands on some of those minor kingdoms that you know you don't get to see as much oh, screen time with so somebody's going to take the hit, much though. more detail in the, sh- in the book it. yes but there's no way you could include all of that detail so it is about knowing right. what to include and what not to include I think so overall, if you like Pedro Pascal, what I'm saying is read the book, yeah, because there's more about his whole kingdom and that right. background, right? And I would say overall, my take on Benioff and Weiss is that they are much better at adapting material than they are at making their own. I think this is a pretty popular sentiment with most people who are familiar with the book and the show that seasons one to four are far superior to 
seasons five and on, which are when it started to become original material because they ran out of book material to adapt. So does that make you nervous for the, the ending? Of oh, the very movie? nervous. I stick that landing. I think I mean, there's it a has good... been declared. It will be definitively different. Yes, and I think there's a big chance that I am let down by the finale. Would you recommend the uh, audiobooks? It's a good guy who reads them. Oh, yeah. And actually, um, so the guy that reads the audiobooks is the guy named Roy Dotrice, who's like 90 years old or something. Um, he's this old man. He actually had a cameo on the show in season two. He oh, played, very cool. He played the pyromancer who sets up, remember, the big battle with the, the wildfire? Nope, I love it. <laughs> well, anyways, he's in the show. Um, he's That's this cool. 90-year-old man. Um, he doesn't pronounce all the names correctly. Um, <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> Really selling it. <laughs> he's great. He is great at it. But he, he clearly can, has dementia. <laughs> no, he's 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 actually great. Like I, he's like this old grandpa reading you these these stories. But it does kind of get to me sometimes. He says Jeffrey instead of Joffrey. He says Caitlin instead of Catelyn. But if you can get beyond that kind of thing, I really recommend it. Um, he's. It's, it's great. Oh it's great. man, it it's is like sick grandpa reading. It is Princess Bride. Basically, it is yeah, Stephen yeah. Falk reading <laughs> yeah, you to like as yeah. you fall asleep. Like okay, so then exactly. out came the dragons. <laughs> I'd be like, grandpa, he was <laughs> grandpa, you're pronouncing it all so yeah. strangely, but I really dig it. Well, I hope he doesn't exactly. skip the Go kissing Cubs. parts. Though, yeah, okay. Yeah. Game of Thrones is mostly <laughs> no. Awesome. And then they went to the brothel. And actually, when he does the girl voices, it's it's probably the funniest thing. But. <laughs> I, I might not be this. selling it that much, but they're good. And now I am the breaker <laughs> of chains. In a totally different way. Oh no! Please don't kill me. Please. Oh. <laughs> but it's like between books. I think someone told him how to pronounce, you know, Joffrey oh, correctly. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. <laughs> well, once they got some attention, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, well you can great, check it out right? at Audible.com. Enormous <laughs> <laughs> Legos. Meanwhile, let's go ahead. We're going to jump over to the HBO phenomenon: Game of Thrones, the television show. And so we spoke. dark and full of terrors and no terror more terrifying than the end of game of thrones on television what are we going to do bum, guys bum, i haven't bum. seen it but it's a big deal to a lot of people <laughs> oh but in you'll be at our party really Mike. Yeah. I, I know like joey said this is i didn't call yeah. you joey i said like joey, joey. Said. <laughs> you better not there's but, a rule about right, that. but like joe said this sounds like the show for me that i'm just not watching it is indeed and 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 like joe mentioned before this really is the end of an era it's the last probably ever in that i can think because of the way you know, television is going the last show that everyone watches as like a communal thing on a week to week basis and then talks about afterwards. Media has shifted. We're not going to have this type of event. You'll get the whole season no. dropped. In I mean, this day. is, you know, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, whatever you want to say. Lost. Lost. Jacob, yeah. that is such an interesting point. When you put that on the notes, I thought, is he right? Is this the last water cooler show? You know, HBO themselves are scrambling to fill that void. Yeah. Westworld, we're seeing rumors even that maybe this next season might be the last. Oh, so yeah. that it, it just didn't work out the for them. The Deuce with James The Franco. Deuce, you know. But even looking at their own catalog, they're saying like the prequel series to Game of Thrones. Will that bring people back? No, it won't no, because that's unfortunately how media works. People we're will seeing that watch with Fantastic it. It Beast. will be successful. It won't be, yeah, it but won't it be won't the cultural be Game of Thrones. Like Fear the Walking Dead versus dead. The Walking Dead. Exactly. Yeah. But then you look at its competitors. You look at something like Stranger Things. Oh, don't forget Nightfall. 
Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon, yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. Where people are dropping it all at once. Mm-hmm. And right. It's binge it's watching. Just, it's binge watching. That's a new thing. Will Will people ever slow down on something right. again? But do you guys You're like right. that it better? Be because personally, I like having the, the show that you watch one a week because then the conversation lasts longer. Instead of, you know, everyone's on different episodes within a binge watch season and everyone's done talking about it a week later. It's an ongoing season long thing that we can all talk about. Which, you know, multiple different shows on different streaming platforms have tried different methods. Like Hulu for some shows will drop three episodes at once, make you wait a couple weeks, drop Uh three more. Uh, Not everyone is, you know, stranger things or umbrella Academy where the show comes out. And two weeks later, we're talking about it because everyone's finally finished. Yeah, personally, I would mm-hmm. just hate to see like in the future every show all coming out at once. Like, I'd like to retain some episodic shows that come out on a week to week. Because another benefit of that format is you can get audience feedback and you can do course corrections on things. If you just film the whole season and people don't respond to it, well, you can't make any changes. So that's you true. do a couple episodes. One like character that. is more or less popular. You could say kill him off, or you know. And that's why we see stuff get canceled when it's like, oh, that could have had a life if it if it had more of an opportunity to, like Mike said, play with what the audience. It's okay is to saying. slow down. Yeah. Very true. You know, life goes by fast. Ferris Bueller. Take it easy, kids. I I say new normie. We're not going to get it. I think it's over. I think Game of Thrones, this this might be it. You know, even with stuff, because it's it's not even terrestrial television. I mean, it's not like with Twilight Zone, they're still asking people to go to CBS All Access once a week. But it's it's not going to be the thing where people just go, oh, this is how you get HBO. Oh, by the way, mom, this is my HBO login. You're going to want to watch Game of Thrones tonight. Everybody's going to be talking about it tomorrow. Yeah. Do you think the HBO app is going to crash this Sunday? Oh, we're not going to be able to watch it. It's oh, possible, wow. Yeah, That's I an interesting... Not. Yeah. Do they have are they, do they have bandwidth set aside enough dedicated wham? Because <laughs> this, was, this was a situation, um, you know... I think everyone except for Mike, a big fan of American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Oh, right. Uh, we had a viewing party for this season, which is a crossover with other seasons. We couldn't watch the show until like three hours after it had aired because the app was right. just completely overloaded. Oh, my God. Now that I think about it, American Horror Story might be one to continue the... But it doesn't... I don't think it has no, the same popularity. It's, it's, it's not, not even close. For, and for it's us, for us yeah, we like it, but not everyone. And it's anthology nature. You're just going season to season. This has culminated like the Marvel Universe has, like Star Wars has, to an end point. We are yeah. seeing what Game of Thrones has Or even has Breaking Bad. You know, yeah. Breaking Bad, it was a limited run. And nothing... Like, you know, Better Call Saul is a good show, but it's not going to get the same No, I love... Yeah, numbers. there are some episodes and seasons of Better Call Saul that I like more than Yeah, uh, but it's never going to ca- capture the zeitgeist the like Breaking Bad, right? I feel like, like I agree with you. Like, obviously, the spinoffs, they try to keep it alive, but really, it feels like cinema, like movies, like Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. There are weekly episodic thing. They just... A couple Marvel movies every few months. Like, that's what you talk about at the water cooler. Then you just binge watch your shows when you have the chance. Oh, Mike, you, know? you just nailed it again. Like the fact that TV itself has become emulated by movies to the serialization that Marvel said, oh right. my God, Game of Thrones gets people to tie in. It gets a million people to pirate it. Why don't we do our movies like that too? That shows yep. you. I mean, it's it's not going to happen for TV anymore because it's just changed so much because everything else is emulating it. And mm-hmm. here we are, April 2019, we're getting Avengers Endgame and the final season of Game of Thrones. Will Game of Thrones eat into some of the box office, do you think? Will people be hanging out Uh, at home watching opposed to going out to see Marvel I don't necessarily think so. Well, does it come out the same 
I mean, what week does Endgame come out? Is it during? They get, it'll be the second episode. Yeah. I think I think if it was the finale that came out the same weekend, maybe or but, premiere. Yeah, yeah. Premiere I think finale it's, just, it's a Sunday in. night. It's a Sunday show. night. It's not yeah, like so. Oh, I I can't I can't watch Endgame because yeah. at nine p.m. on Sunday. No, this midday, is midnight at Sunday. That's and it doesn't when I cost you anything <laughs> if you got your brother's HBO login. Absolutely. You know? So you could still pay for Endgame and watch uh, GOT. Well, we've been talking a lot about the concept of Game of Thrones and the way it's been delivered to us. But really, what is going on? We know it's the last season. Um, do we want to do a spoiler-ish recap? Bring us up to Ooh, speed, that's a good Jacob. Idea. Where are we? I also there? just, for conversation, want to know everybody's favorite characters and stuff. But yeah. hit us with that first, Jacob, please. Yeah, where are we? So, can we, just, uh, can we put them on the clock? Can we get <laughs> Jacob <laughs> two, in minutes, in hard, two minutes? Two minutes. Tell dun, me dun, the. I'll plot. get him on the clock. Hold on. Yeah. Bill I mean, Maher says, "No, no, no." So much happens. I mean, do you want to know more about what's happening recently? Or just I want to know the lead into what I'm am I about two to minutes, see in season one? Set me up for what I need to know. Of, of season one of the first season? Or no, no, I'm oh. sorry. The first episode of this season coming because back, I, I want to know what do I need to I have to a know? clearer memory of earlier seasons in a weird way than the last season because, first of all, I know it from the books and I, I just haven't, I just didn't remember as much from the last season. Rewatching a thousand more times yeah. the early seasons. But essentially, you know, everything's come to a head, right? So there's two main battles going on. There's Cersei in King's Landing versus Jon Snow who is now allied with um, Daenerys. So, so that's a Lannister and a Stark still battling it out. Yeah. So it's it's um, Cersei in the in her powers as as acting queen now basically, um, but she really has no allies anymore because she's burned all her bridges. Even Jaime, who is her her brother lover, um, her brother lover, <laughs> uh, he is now having doubts that it has have been developing. Oh, and to go to favorite characters, Jaime is one of my favorite characters. Probably the best, most complex character in the entire game. That's of Thrones, interesting. You Jamie keep saying Lannister. you want to just be exactly like him. <laughs> you just keep saying everything he no, does no. is cool. But Jamie Lannister is such an interesting yeah. character. He really does not have like um, an, an, an archetype that he fits into. But he's 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 a perversion of kind of this um, you know knight in shining armor. He's he's the best sword fighter in the realm. Um, but he has this this. Um, is that what they say? <laughs> Yeah. No, um, you're hitting it. I mean, like you're saying, there is nothing like him. He's um, like if the end of how Darth Vader's arc ends with the redemption happened halfway through yeah. and you got to see it play out. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, because he is a villain through like three seasons of the show. And then um, all of a sudden he, bas- well, not all of a sudden, but basically he, he grows and learns as a character and becomes one of the most sympathetic characters in the entire show. Um and so obviously the reverse you know, breaking bad uh yeah yeah Go from the villain to the good. Good. <laughs> you live long enough yeah. to stay the villainer yeah. um but you know now he is i mean he is he is he was in the first season he's doing terrible things he's pushing brand stark out of a window he's killing you know good guys was that brand kind of a youngling yeah the youngling oh my god um, he's killing younglings <laughs> killing right younglings what more do you need to know that's um, evil first but, you know episode. he and he's in love with his sister uh, <laughs> you keep hitting that point really hard. Flowers well, it's one of the things he's known for. But no, but now he's he's definitely over the last couple of seasons. He's definitely questioning her judgment. He's realizing, oh, I am on the wrong side of this, and things are not going to go well for us. So, um, anyways, you know, Cersei against sides. everyone essentially is what it is right now. Um, Jon Snow has now allied with Daenerys Targaryen, who is also are we uh, smooching. 
He's also smooching, and she's also his it. aunt. You know it. <laughs> and that's his aunt, too? Yeah, because oh, he man. is... Um, oh, Mike, he, if you don't think right. it's all grim... Game of Thrones really keeps it all in the family. Well, that's how, time. yeah, royal... You know, that's how it was, yeah. Well, to be fair, they didn't know they were related when they smooched. Yeah, right, right, right. Neither did Luke they more and, than uh, smooched. Leia. They had boat sex. They smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they smashed. Um, rock, it's basically, the but they're in love. Um, it makes sense for them to get together. I mean... Aside from the fact that they're related aunt and, aunt and nephew, that was normal in medieval Europe, right? I mean, that's what you keep telling royal me. royal lines, you know, kept kept inbreeding for generations, right? Right. right that's why they all ended up so messed up in the head, right? But, where they push people out windows, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so you have essentially, and this is kind of my problem with 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 Game of Thrones and where it's gone. It's almost too black and white for me now. There used to be it used to be so like morally gray areas everywhere. Now it's well, very much like Well, wouldn't you say literally in that it the is guys. the dragons versus the ice demons, fire and ice? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But just in the in in Cersei versus Jon Snow and, and Daenerys and Tyrion, yeah. it's obvious who you're supposed to be rooting for, you know? Um so anyways, you so, say that. <laughs> you say that. Yeah. And yet I know so many middle-aged women who drink wine while they watch Game of Thrones who only believe Cersei is oh, correct. Of course, of course. Mm. But no, she Cersei is I say other than the Night King and the the sort of extra um force like the supernatural forces the mega baddies. I would say Cersei is the antagonist of the series, right? Because she is the one who lasts all the way to the last season. She's the one who has put so much of these machinations into effect. And she's she is sort of the, the overriding antagonist of the entire series. Um, so there's, there's that going on. There's also the forces of basically the way Westeros is set up. There's the North then there's the wall. Then there's beyond the wall. Then there's the, you know, the ice demons that live so far north, no human's ever been up there, and they're coming down. The they're slowly walkers. moving south. Oh, uh, another cool uh, book difference. They're called the them in the books. Is that correct? Yeah, the they're called walkers? the White Walkers or the, or the Others. They're called the, the Others. others but thank you. If oh, you remember Lost, lost they, of they had to call them something different for the show where it'd be too confusing. It's the Others. <laughs> From the tail section. Yeah. Um, but there's so there's the White Walkers, which are the sort of ice demon human looking guys. And then there are the Whites, spelled W I G H T which are the undead zombies that they bring back to be their foot soldiers. Can't they just put an R in there and call them rights? Is that a D&D <laughs> monster, right? I mean... Is it? Anyway. I don't know. So any human, any dead human or any dead anything, they can touch basically and bring them back as a zombie. They, Those are just purely empty shells that are their soldiers. The The real villains are the Night King and his his little minion. Oh, as you are... pick up the pop. <laughs> as you pick up the pop you brought of the Night King. Yes. He's a horny little demon looking guy. He's Mike, like a are blue you familiar Darth with him? Yeah, he is, exactly. Yeah, He's I've a blue seen Darth him before, Maul. yeah. And then and there's uh, a lot of theories about who he is and what That's his backstory right. is all cool. about. There's all kinds of theories going on. So we don't know who this guy is. That's part of the mystery. That's part of it. Yeah, a lot of people think he's an ancient um, Stark or something like that. There's a lot of theories going on involving him and the Three-Eyed Raven, which is the omnipotent like god figure that Bran becomes, basically, the little Stark boy. Dark Souls has a raven god. I can get into this. All yeah. Right. It's so interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. It's Mike, definitely this is for me. It's, it, it's it is. Dark it is Souls, it's D&D. The reason I never got into it, I guess no one wants to know, but they're gonna. It just, I just never had the time and I never had HBO. And then I got so far behind that it's like, I need to dedicate a lot of time yeah. to catch up. And I just don't kind of have it yet, but I'll find the time and I'll watch it. You'll it get there when awesome. you get there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I mean, you can, you can watch it 
paying super close attention, trying to remember no. everyone's names and stuff, or you can just watch it for fun. I, you know, I, you so, could take notes or you could do <laughs> it no. for fun. You oh. can be a call and viewer. <laughs> All the questions Jacob yeah. just asked are so interesting. I have never considered them before. Who's the Night King? Don't care. Uh, what does it matter to me? Like who ends up even on the Iron Throne nope. or what yeah. Jon Snow actually is? Like, exactly. It's like, Will Arya get her revenge for the yes. Starks? That's dope. Will Brynn, you know, like, make it through her journey and maybe even fall in love with Jamie? That is why I watch the show. Yeah, I mean, that's valid. All right, so, Mike, you gave your why I haven't. Yeah. Uh, favorite character, favorite episode, Jacob, go. Okay, so um, my favorite character is well. Yeah, because I, like, even the names, the pronouns are really exhaustive to me. Um, so... Yeah, just a couple of my favorite characters. As I said, Jamie Lannister. A couple? <laughs> I, I said one, but whatever. I can't just have one. Well, you can. Just a couple. It's like okay. a Pringle. I can't just have one. Yeah, once you pop, you can't um, stop. Do you have a favorite comic book hero? Yes. Who? Spider-Man? Spider-Man. What about Batman? Uh, he's it's not his favorite. favorite. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> so obviously Jamie Lannister, one of my favorites. Oberyn Martell. Probably if I had to name one, it would be Oberyn Martell. Wow. The Red Viper. I also love Arya. I think Arya is a great character. So those are probably my type th- top, top three. Jamie, Arya, Oberyn Martell. I also like Bronn. I also like Daenerys. I also like Barristan Selmy. Doesn't matter who he is. Um, and favorite season or favorite episode? Season three and four are my favorites. Um, especially three, I think, is the best season. And episode, it's hard to remember a specific episode, but I think... Um, or moment. Yeah, well... The certain certainly the battle episode, the battle of hard home, the battle of, battle uh, of the, the wall, the battle of the bastards. I think the battle of the wall is probably my favorite in terms of the action, and it was really good. Um, also, the the King's Landing battle between Stannis's forces and uh, when they attacked with the wildfire and everything that was pretty cool from season two. Yeah. All right, Colin. I'll jump in easy here. I like I just said I like Bryn the best. Brienne. Brienne. Um, Brienne of Tarth. Of Tarth. She's a knight character, Joe. Or Joe. What am I saying? Mike. Yeah. Uh, she's like a seven foot tall lady. Yeah. Who's she's just she's a tomboy. She's, I was yeah. always going to make she Captain, she's Captain, Captain Phasma. Phasma. Okay, that's she's Captain right. Phasma. She always wanted to be a knight. She was a tomboy growing up. Her, you know, she was born into royalty, so she was told she had to be a lady. Essentially, she's a grown up Arya, but a lot you know bigger and stronger mm-hmm. but. and like jacob said she carries jamie's awesome sword the oath keeper which is a valerian steel blade and the right. special thing about that is that type of sword it's like a lightsaber and that it's the only thing that can defeat the ultimate bad guys one, oh. one of two things there's um dragon glass which is uh, like uh, dragon glass obsidian can also kill them but valerian steel is rare because it was can only be created by dragon fire so dragons were extinct. So it was make thought it for hundreds of years that the only, only the Valyrian steel swords that still exist are the only ones that will ever exist. His sword, Oathbreaker, was ice. Ned Stark's sword melted down into two smaller swords to make Oathkeeper. So she has one of the smaller swords. Then. Yeah, it's a okay. smaller. It's still Valyrian a big steel. sword. No, it's no, a right. normal size. Yeah, for a giant ice lady. was a as ice was a <laughs> I need great to get it sword, for reference. So. Yeah, yeah. But so it's like one of the two swords made yes. out of that. Yes, and she's badass. My only problem, and I would love to know this, Jacob. Does the book do her right? Because the show does her dirty a little bit in that most of her season long arcs are. Yo, start at point A, get to point B. And she's always walking around with yeah. her Squire Podrick. That's super cool. I like that medieval aspect of it and that journeyman aspect of it. But it gets very redundant. Oh, well, if you like that, um, or if you don't like that, I would not suggest reading A Feast for Crows, the fourth book in the series, because this is another reason why people don't like it. Um, 
much of that book is just spent with Brienne of Tarth wandering around the local countryside, <sighs> going to villages, talking to like burnt out villages, talking to like poor peasants and stuff, asking, you know, looking for Arya you're there, and Sansa. You're there. So just doing like Witcher side crests. Yeah, we're basically <laughs> yeah. just traveling around, talking to the local uh, folk and looking for the, you know, Stark sisters. Um, but I would say, yeah, a little bit boring. Um, that's a lot of people, you know, after the first three books, which are like action packed, it kind of slows down a lot in the fourth and fifth books and Feast of Crows, which is the fourth book, fourth book. A lot of people had problems because it didn't have some of the more popular characters like Jon Snow and Daenerys. And it said, focus on Brienne just wandering around doing nothing. I like a chase, virtuous, honorable character. I like someone who has a direction that they are following. I hate to hear that that arc is just so simplified then. Yeah. And Colin, your favorite episode? I don't go for the big battles. I'm not down for the, you mm. know, big CGI explosions and the boats and all that dumb, like, bullshit. I really love when it truly is just Jon Snow and, like, a team of people crossing the wall, going into wildling country, you know, surviving against the harsh oh, elements. Yeah. I think that's the badass It's part basically of the like the, the Magnificent Seven yeah, exactly. or something. And it's like, hold on. It's you, me, the, hound, the hound, Dodrick Barbarian. Gendry, all these it's characters. Like, what are, and they'll back. literally be like, what are you doing here? And they'll walk up like expendables and be like well i had to come for you you son of a bitch see, I oh, hell yeah. grab hands and then they'll go do a dirty ass mission it's great see i really did not dozen, like yeah. that episode because that this is what the last couple seasons have felt a little fan servicey to me like george r. r martin would never write that in his books like let's bring back every fan favorite character and have them all to high five on this and, mission yeah, and the to, to basically yeah gear up yeah. and go let's lock and load boys yeah. and then it just becomes a tarantino movie where everything goes to hell yeah, yeah. Right. and that's where these new seasons have become a little unsubtle for me to the point where it's just fan servicey it's very like i don't know it's just You're not hating on the shit i love baby <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. same I'll tell you, favorite episode, Battle of the Bastards. Ooh, it is yeah. right. Batman versus the Joker. It is Jon Snow, the righteous bastard, uh, versus Ramsey Bolton, right. the, the Joker. Nice. Right. So so um, you guys know how bastards are named, right? So the reason he's called Jon Snow is because where you're born in Westeros is your last name, right? Uh, so he was born in the north. He's a snow. If he was born in the Riverlands, he would be called... John Water? Rivers. Oh, I'm calling okay. mud because I was born in the mud, mud Jacob. Oh, that's probably sucks. no. You would probably be uh, you know calling hey, rivers, calling mud. Get calling, over here, calling flowers Ooh, or something. Joe Backstreet. If you were born in Dorne, no <laughs> Backstreet. Calling sand, but so Ramsey. He was originally Ramsey Snow. Then he gets legitimized by Roose Bolton, who basically betrayed Rob Stark and everything. So he was a the Bolton are Boltons are a North House that. Are evil basically, and they turn against the Stark. Should have known when Michael. This guy, he'll he'll cut your dick off. He'll yeah. feed you what? to the dogs. This guy's like Joffrey on steroids. If you thought if you if you the if you thought Joffrey was like a psycho, this guy is just on a whole nother level. He's a monster. Oh, He's geez. the Joker. And yeah. the Battle of the Bastards is Jon Snow, Batman walking up alone to face down the army of the Joker. Dude, it was right. very cool. That yeah. Fabian Wagner cin- yeah. cinematography, the oh, guy who shot beautiful. Justice League. There's just a there's great. just a shot of like Jon Snow holding up his sword as as a, a army charges at him. Oh, he is it one is man against them all. It's very cool. If Joe, only, is that bastard your favorite character, Jon I, Snow? I, I would have to say, yeah, it's either Jon Snow or the Hound. I For me, Game Ooh, of Thrones is all about these these wandering nomads who just have to like face down. Well, the anarchists. Yeah, yeah <laughs> essentially. Shocker there, but I totally dig that you would love the watch stuff. You know, if you don't know what that is, it's literally the like... Green Lanterns. Well, exactly. Okay. Or the, you know, the um, the... 
a, a nation's like protector to yeah. be like They're basically this ice. Is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no. Um, no, just kidding. But um, they guard the wall against. Um, well. They're supposed to be guarding against, you know, the evil monsters and stuff that live north of the wall. What it ends up being is is basically keeping the wildlings out, which are like the Native Americans, right? So they um, were the monsters truly the whole because time. Because it becomes themselves. because the monsters aren't seen for hundreds of years, so it becomes an us versus them of like the wildlings or okay, like savages. Yeah, yeah. We gotta keep them out. Eventually Jon Snow becomes the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He brings the wildlings together. Um, so he's kind of a unifier. In and he's that killed way. for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, done some damn. yeah, he's had to go do some stuff. Um, Joe, you mentioned the Hound. I love the Hound. I think he's another Arya, just he's um, uh, he's there yeah. to like hang out and just kind of through a couple seasons. He's a badass he, mercenary he dude is, with like uh, a half burned face. Oh, yeah, shit. he is traveling around for a couple seasons with Two Arya, um, trying to find her family so he can ransom her, her back and get some money. And it's some of the best stuff. It's just their interactions, traveling around in the woods and stuff. So. Yeah, and Arya is another great one. She's just out there for revenge, a little girl against the world. Mm-hmm. But like trains badass, with badass assassins <laughs> like, who yeah, can basically trade their a, faces. Yeah. Right. That's where Game of Thrones just loses that, me. When it's like the faceless men that's, or the, see, that's the stuff I like. I like the, world, really. the more it's like the League of Shadows. Or yeah. yeah, I'm here for the Arthurian, you know, real life, blah blah blah. No, I want to see a hero like Jon Snow take down a monster like Ramsay. I'm on board Damn. for all of it. Like I like the roaming mercenaries yeah. with cool nicknames. I'm the Hound. I'm the Red Viper. Like, There's so much so stuff cool. going on. Mike, yeah. it's, you it's like your show. I really yeah, don't. Yeah. Know. It is wrestling. When I get in there, I'm sure I will binge the hell out of it, and uh, I'm yeah. probably gonna love it. Um, I'll just wait till it all wraps up, and then I can just get it all in kind of one shot. Oh yeah, you're gonna. That'll be a, a great two week Couple period where or, we yeah, don't weeks. see you. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk in the book section as well, but there is a comic book for Game of Thrones, and perfect time to talk for it. It mirrors the TV show exactly. Like it is mm. drawn panels okay. of the scenes of the TV show, and it does not cover the entire first season, and then it ends. So yeah. I would not recommend okay, people check yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Out. I mean, if you if you can't get enough of yeah. it, you're waiting another yeah. decade for him to finish a book. Maybe check it. Yeah, out. but or just put it on your wall show. if you yeah. like to cover. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, but uh, speaking of characters, you know, nobody said like Tyrion was their favorite. Nobody said Daenerys. Nobody said Sansa. No one said Sansa fans. I I think it's an older thing. You know, when I talk to people who are middle aged who watch the show, all they talk about is Tyrion. And they talk about how Peter Dinklage is one of the most handsome, interesting (laughs) actors on the planet. I'm always blown away and shocked, but it's, it's, hey, people love him. He's an interesting character, but that's more on the like. The side of the show that I find less interesting, I'm more into the the tales of revenge. He's mm-hmm. not. He's fighting. more in the. Well, he's had. I mean, intrigue. he's had right, to go right. through some stuff with his family. I mean, yeah. his dad tried to <laughs> kill his dad while he's taking the shit. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, he had to. You know, he had to escape his own father to escape execution. And so he's kind of you know has revenge has trying to take revenge against his whole family. Yeah, I mean, like at, at its core, I would say it's a, a tale of revenge. Yeah, yeah. but I would say Tyrion over him. everyone is really the audience character. Like, he's the character that the audience can kind of put themselves into his point of view because he's kind of the normal character throughout all this, even though he's like a, you know, sexaholic, alcoholic. Ah. And Jacob, you, he's just you, a um, holic. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, you, uh, you like him because your nickname is also the half man, but for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, um, yeah, a lot of great characters. Um, a lot of good stuff. Well, I just, uh, you know, it, people pirate it. It's one of the most pirated television shows of all time. Obviously, HBO makes a mint off of it. Supposedly, it is the most watched television program of all time. So when we're telling you guys yeah, to check it that. out, normies, 
<laughs> Odds are you've probably watched. Yeah, Odds watched are you're just are listening because you like it. So yeah. it's definitely become normie to the level of like Star Wars or something. I think. Yeah, we keep talking Harry one, Potter. It's there, you know. Yeah, it is. In season one, I think it was definitely niche, but it gained a kind of cult following, and from there, the cult spread, and now it just became a massive mainstream thing. And George R. R. Martin, not British, you know, just a goofy guy from here yeah. who who used to write '80s television programs like The New Twilight Zone and The Beauty and the Beast with Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton, yeah. where he lived in the sewers. Yeah, from yeah, from the minds of this guy who, as a child, used to cook up these beautiful tales of revenge between his pet turtles. You know, this wow. is, it yeah. just shows you like it can come from anywhere and it can take over the culture anyhow. You know. Just like Twilight, you never know where genius will strike. She started out doing fanfic, and then we have Twilight. You're right. Game of Thrones <laughs> is Twilight. Just like it. So um, not to wrap it up too much, but should we press some buttons here? Should we check out the games of Game of Thrones? Ayo, bad boys. The North remembers that there are actually Game of Thrones video games, and we're here to chat about some of those that Ooh. tell no tales. You know what I mean, fellas? I wish there was better ones. You know? well, I you know. wish there were, too. I was oh, so tell me how you feel about that. them, Jacob. There's just not... I mean, if, if you look at like how many Star Wars games there are, blah, 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 there's never really been a big AAA Game of Thrones game, right? That it's, I can, it's called Skyrim, right? Yeah, it's well, called Skyrim. Ooh. Hey, I totally dig that. It's we funny did not that put that in the notes, that. but that is very no, it's, it's It's interesting that you mentioned that, actually, because I did put it something in the notes that Bethesda originally was approached to make a Game of Thrones RPG open world, what? just like Skyrim, but instead they're like, you know what? We want to make a new Elder Scroll games, and that game became Skyrim. And that has themes of the wow. dragons have been gone forever, and now they're coming back, and it's true, a big freaking deal. So yeah. yeah, I see the parallel there. They're probably just like, you know what? Let's just like not let's share just the do money that with RIP. Let's just not yeah. share the money. <laughs> exactly. But it's the like Norn, I wish someone Norf. would make a Bethesda open yeah. world yeah. RPG for Game of Thrones. I would play the shit out of it. You can. You just get Skyrim and put a mod pack on it. <laughs> yeah, but done. it's not the same. I know. I know. You know. It's just not. Not enough boobus. But you What's know, the there's Tell Tale. Uh, 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 oh, Long Claw. Fang, Long Claw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Long Claw. You pick fang. up Long Claw. That was given to him by, uh, you know, old man Gior Mormont. Old man of, Mormont. You know, the bear. He's, his, his house is the bear house, Long Claw. Everybody here has played Skyrim, correct? Yeah, I've, I've, yes. I've watched a lot of people play Skyrim. <laughs> no, not up your alley, Joe. I lost weeks of my life to Skyrim. Same. But when it comes to Game of Thrones, we have Blood of Dragons, a 2007 game that was in a web browser before the show was even on the air. Hey, when I put the notes together, I found a YouTube page that is just a woman talking to camera saying things like, I remember when we played Blood Rain and with the dragons <laughs> in the okay. web browser. Did you guys watch that video? We should post it for the normies. I will put it in the link. Watching it, I was like, what the fuck sure. is this? And you cannot find images or clips of anyone playing it. It's just her going, she just when made the game was played. <laughs> well, I think it wasn't it? It was, it was weird. Like was the only it was. It was a text-based. Yeah. But yeah. I still want to see a picture of of, you know, I can still find Zork or Adventure. I can find pictures of that. Right. Because that was um, real. Colin. Yeah. You, you sent us, it was a blank YouTube page. It was <laughs> oh, <just> God. <laughs> oh, Crystal yeah. Cove. And that was probably made just by fans of the book series. Yes. That, um, you know, 
pretty much basically nerds back then because it was not normie. Well, all. they reached out to George basically R. Martin and got his permission to do it. Nerds. I mean, it was on his fan run site. They said, is this something we could think of? You know, obviously cool. this was pre TV show. These were the people who were the, should we say yeah. niche fans? Yeah. And not to sound like a niche myself, but, uh, Something niche. <laughs> is that a bad word? Niche, no, please. no, but like, but basically, you know, back in the day, I read this book series called Redwall, right? Which is about a bunch of li- basically Game of Thrones, but with mice and rabbits and stuff that were all anthropomorphic. They watership down. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you write to Brian Jacques to see if you could make a text based <laughs> web <laughs> no, I didn't. on a Redwall? One did of those characters that. is his persona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but uh, so, Squeakers. I, I do furry play as Redwall. <laughs> Well, we could get into that, but there are furry fans of that series. But um, <laughs> no, I did play a text-based. We'll, we'll, we'll have you back. Listen to the song. As episode, as a child, as a young boy, a young lad, I uh, played a text-based RPG that was Redwall themed, and Whoa. it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, I made okay. my own character. There was an otter, and he was a freaking badass. What was, God, the, what was the name? The episode <laughs> to have you got to tell me this otter's name. I can't go on. Uh, I can't remember. Mr. Exactly. Waters. John Dam. John Dam. I, Damm. Ago, <laughs> John um, I had a couple that. different characters, but I was like a freaking swashbuckling like otter that would just go. I had an eye patch. <laughs> Did you? Have- it was dope. Oh, it was dope. God. Please you draw that and patch. send it to us. Well, no. if you know anything about Redwall, right? There's there's pirates and mercenaries and stuff, and all the bad I know guys. nothing about Redwall. That's Check the, out our Redwall oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, let's not create a Redwall hey, podcast. But let me but, say yeah. that right, is right, a right, series that needs to be adapted to. Something. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. With CG animation now, like shit. they can make a CG animated shit. Redwall little, movie. Little bunny I would, rabbits. I would watch shit. the shit out. What was of that? the Zack Snyder uh, owl? Owls movie? of Kahul. Okay, yeah, that. <laughs> Moving on. Well, there was an animated. There was an animated Redwall uh, series that was 2D animated back in the day. Oh, I did not know that. We're going to have a Red Wedding if we don't stop talking about Redwall. Redwall Wedding. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry to get off track. We'll have a Redwall podcast. I love that you had that experience, though, playing those RPG games. kind of game. And I think it was very similar to that. Um, Certainly. And there's clans you could join and that kind of thing. Much like the Seven Kingdoms in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. But to get back to uh, Game of Thrones, there I think is the most well known was the Telltale. Here's the my experience. Yeah. Boom! I have played this all out. Jacob, have you played? I this have played game? it too. Yes. You guys? No. I played the other ones. I watched, like you know, clips from it. If you want to watch the whole thing, nine hours on YouTube, you can watch somebody very slowly <laughs> make all the choices through <laughs> all the chapters. Uh, or you could just play it. I mean, yes, but that's the I thing. Even that's the my show. issue with Telltale Games. You could just watch it. You don't have to play it. They are right, so but the fun is making so the choices, basic. right? The, the fun is what little you can squeeze out of a Telltale game. Yeah. That okay, is why okay. they bomb. You could. It's In gone. my this is, this opinion. I mean, are, do you guys play these? You love these types. Not necessarily. I like it if the subject is interesting to me. So the Game of Thrones one, I really enjoyed because it was like, you know, a 10-hour Game of Thrones story that I haven't seen before. So... Um, okay. To me, I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the source material. Making choices is perfect for the Game of Thrones world. The political intrigue, the backstabbing, it fits the model of their game types yeah. exactly. I don't think they pulled it off, but something like the Batman world where it's so combat-driven, yeah. you can see why Telltale failed. Jurassic Park right. was a weird The one only ones too. I've ever played are Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and the, the wolf one, like the... A wolf Among Us, Fables. Fables. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually based off a comic book Fables idea. Yeah. Oh, wow. But... Game of Thrones, I thought it was good, even though it, the story is like the the characters are like a a poor man's Stark family. So it's like let another me ask house you this: North it's a banner house of the Starks, yeah. and what that means is, of course, people who swear allegiance to a higher chain of blah blah blah. They it's can like rock real the life banner. serfdoms. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
and they're called the foresters. They have iron trees, the special thing about them. But what we know about the entire world of Game of Thrones is that there's already special swords, this Valerian steel. Who gives a shit about these iron trees? Jacob, is this in the books? Is this all real? No, these characters were made up, but they Uh, fit within the world to a degree. Yes, it feels made up. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like, oh, and then there's those other family that were never mentioned before, but we're going to follow them now. And then they interact with like Tyrion and Cersei. Oh, Peter Dinklage, you know, returns in stars. You get small cameos. But then my problem is you see later like Ramsay is a villain, but then you're like, well, I know he's not going to die because he's still alive in the show. So like it kind of takes a lot of the the tension out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Because the Boltons are obviously the other like banner house too. So to see them go against I would say if you're a big fan of Game of Thrones and related content, go ahead and try it out. You might like it. Otherwise probably give it a pass i would not i would say if if you are a fan of games you are not going to want to play something where it's like oh shit um uh, something bad's about to happen to you choose between picking up an axe or a shovel to the left and the right of you move your cursor very slowly into the targeted very small circle within a fraction of a second i mean those are games they should be playing adaptometrists yeah it's quick time events that are not even that good of quick time events what can you do other than that, mobile uh, game? Yeah, a mobile game, a cell phone of game. Of course there will be one, right? I hate mobile yeah, games. Yeah, these mobile games, not so good either. Rain, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Micro- a song of micro game of and transactions. Yes. Ah. yes. Exactly. I played a mobile game recently called Game of Thrones Conquest. How was it? Is not it that like good. I mean, it's full of, uh, you know, microtransactions. Micro- I mean, you don't have to use them, but then you just have to wait instead. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's the same thing with the, the Star Wars Galaxy game, yeah. where it's like, oh, I played for and five minutes, and then I'm not going to spend money on it. So no. that and was I don't it. really get into these mobile games, because it, it just feels like a waste of time. And it's like, it's if you so get into one, you get scummy. if you get too addicted to it, then you just end up playing, and it's like, afterwards, you just feel like, why did I waste all my time playing that mobile and game? And in some cases, it money feels if so people good do in that. The moment, though. Nice. Yeah, so right. good in the moment. When I can put a so good week into it, yes, <laughs> into crack, into a mobile game, but then you're right. After I do it, and then I think, God, I just deleted it off my phone. It's all gone. All yeah, that progress. Yeah. What was it worth? Yeah, mobile games are not, not, not my thing. Well, what's about this board game, though? The Game of Thrones board game. You have any Ooh. experience with that? Ooh, I own it. Yeah. This sounds we good. Have. And this shows where it's like, did this become normie and niche for us? It became so normie. Jacob said, guys, I want to get the Game of Thrones board game. Would you come over and play? And we did because we love the Game of Thrones yeah. universe. Or we attempted to play by all the rules, but... It's too difficult. It's okay. very... It's it's like a more complicated risk. Yeah, it's but like way more complicated. And like there's like a whole element of like intrigue. And you're supposed to like... Basically, everyone has like posted notes that they write notes on, and they can pass them to people like secretly. Like it's like ravens and stuff, so you can like hey, try to screw this guy form over. alliances secretly. With None of people. my friends and the guys sitting at this table are going to earnestly write down posted <laughs> notes and play like. Oh, I would secret games like yeah, that. Yeah. Not a chance. Not a would, chance would you I would pay 100%, attention at all. Hundred percent. A couple of years into that's this what thing. interests me in the game, but yeah. I don't know. You probably have to play with some some Game of Thrones super fans to really get into it. Um, and there's also a Game of Thrones Risk, like an actual, like, you know how Risk has all different yeah, you ways, oh, Monopoly, all ones and stuff, like Lord of the Rings Oh, and yeah, stuff. all that branded content. Yeah. yeah, but there's a Game of Thrones that is like the continent of Westeros, blah, blah, blah. You know, it could be cool. I never played it before. But, but what's good for Game of Thrones fans is you don't need a Game of Thrones game. Like, you, you're a fan of fantasy. You're a fan of that type of stuff. There's plenty of stuff out there. I mean, so, you know, there's a myriad of games like Skyrim and other games like but that. But when Lord so. of the Rings, you know, can get like Shadow of... Shadow of War and stuff. I don't even think those are that good. 
I don't think there's really a great but Lord if, of the Rings game, and that's what my hot take. But if there was a, I mean, those damn, are just like combat people bashers. like those. My yeah, God, never played them. They like people, them. They're I, competent. I one of they're them. not revolutionary. They're just, uh, it's they're like very task based. They're task based and like horde based, where it's like kill thirty five million fucking orcs for an hour. And they're competent, right. just like Star Wars Battlefront was. It's a competent shooter. It's not revolutionary. It just has a um, a Lord of the Rings paint job put on it. Yeah. That's all. But I would love a competent AAA Game of Thrones game. Like, yeah. I would but are you out. talking story based? Are we Tyrion, or is it a? No, I wouldn't boom, want to see the first men. Are we something? Are we going to a prequel? No, no, no. Well, is it my career mode? You know, you start and you know, sit on the Iron Throne like NBA 2K style. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then your manager, manager comes manager in. Mode? Yo, uh, come on, we gotta get you off that chair, man. <laughs> oh no, you tweeted about the. <laughs> the you need some hot water now. I said the wrong I mean, Raven. Essentially, yeah, that sound that would sound great to me because, like, <laughs> power also if they can have Minecraft elements to it, those are just all my interests. But no, I would want like a game that's set within the world of Game of Thrones that doesn't necessarily follow the main characters of the show, but more basically you can create your own character and then you could be like a, a soldier in someone's army. But the end army. goal has got to be to sit in that chair. Yeah, right. I mean, not everybody wants to sit in the chair. Witcher yeah. style combat, we're over the shoulder, third person. Hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Hell that yeah. would be right. sick, dog. That'd My be... man. <laughs> All right, um, guys. No, I would love it. You could be a mercenary, a cell sword. Um, mm, you could... That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could. No, Game of Thrones has very cool words for it. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, no, cell sword is great a sick word. Nouns. Dude. Game of Thrones um, is a noun game. Sick word. Yeah. <laughs> the Dothraki, sickest words. You know? Sick nasty protons. There's All so right. much that I could talk about. Could there is. There's so much more. And. So much to wrap up where we're going to talk about all the last things we don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. So let's hit it, guys. Let's do it. Hey, yo, normies. For the watch. Watch. The new season of Game of Thrones as it drops. We just finished kind of talking about uh, various things, the games, the books, the show itself. And we're just going to wrap it up, mention any last minute stuff. Um, I'm excited to eventually begin watching the show, but... Uh, there's so much I still want to talk about, but we don't have time to address it all. Does any key highlights? Because for me, it's, look, games bad. Wish there were good games. Absolutely. Yeah. Books, dope. Check yeah. them out. You're going to be bummed out. Get it's not going to happen anytime soon. Ooh, I want to do this. Open up a calendar, somebody. I, I want to hear bets live on this oh, show so from the four out. of you guys. Right, I want to pick my... a date. Do you, in your mind, do you even know like what year you think the next one might come out? Obviously, I we're think, in 2019 um, now. Will it come out yeah. in 2019? That's the big question. I think it'll come out within the next one to three years. April. I'm giving is... myself some time here, but I think it will come out within the next one to so three. So what years. we're pitching is George R. R. Martin's next book, book six, The Winds of Winter. Is yes. that correct? And the final one will be called A Dream of Spring. I think he's delayed, he's delayed. He didn't do any publicity for this season, the finale of Game of Thrones, saying he was working away, working so hard. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's just sitting there just at the old Dell, like I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah. He's got yeah. like a Apple One. Oh, I can talk about his, he, like, his writing. Uh, yeah, and he also packs. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, like man. completely he doesn't insane use, that he's he writing no these notes. Books. So he doesn't, yeah, yeah he doesn't. Completely free He doesn't story, he doesn't Jesus. outline. Um, he just remembers it all in his head, which to me is incredible. He also doesn't use a modern word processor. So he doesn't use, um, you know, Microsoft Office. He uses a typewriter. And he also um, has two houses on the same street. One house just to hold all his sci-fi movie memorabilia and oh all kinds God. of stuff that he has from his life. An entire house for it that's on the same street as the house that he lives in. 
So kind of an eccentric guy, wow. but I think he's pretty cool. Like Bleak House, like Guillermo del Toro's other house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, exactly. I'm going to say Christmas this year, he, he tries to get the thing out. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I take it back immediately. <laughs> I'm going to say by January 2nd, 2020, so a New Year's book, he's doing the publicity, he's touring for it to start it off. January 2nd, 2020, he's getting that book out. And there have been chapters released. Um, we know that he's like more than 50% done with this book. So I definitely see he's this coming out. a lot. Yeah. The, the question is, will the final book come out before the, you know, the unthinkable happens and he, he, he passes on? The unthinkable. Um, knock on wood that he survives for a long time. A guy um, who's easily 90 pounds <laughs> overweight. The unthinkable. Yes, but... It looks like he has daytime it would apnea. Be, it would, <laughs> it would be a tragedy if he, if, yes. he, if he died before finishing the series. But also, um, I mean, he said in interviews before, he, he he's very insulted when people Stop hexing say me. that because they say, you know, think about it. If some people were speculating how long you were going to live, you know, it's kind of, you know. Yeah. Jacob, you've got that it's weird masterpiece you've been writing, the Jacob Chronicles, and you teased yeah, us with that, that first otter. chapter 20 years ago about that otter, and you keep saying you're going to get it out there, and you're coming up on yeah. getting close to 30 in a couple years here. But the other thing I don't is, know. He, I don't he, know if you're going to make it. He's admitted before, like when he gets writer's block, you know, it's hard for him, and he works on other things. I mean, he's put out short stories, he's worked on other, like, things like science fiction and different he stuff. He had his sci-fi TV show, The Night Flyers, an adaptation oh, yeah. of his short material that yeah. he executive produced as well. He has other interests. You know, he's not spending all his time writing Game of Thrones. And I think that's okay because, I mean, you know, he is getting older and it's like maybe he doesn't want to spend his entire life trying to figure out this. this it's like George Lucas got book. tired of doing Star Wars. Like, you know, he, he, yeah. he's a Stop human being. Stop asking me yeah, about like, it. I'll, yes, but the flip side of it is Stephen King, who sits down nine to five and writes. Oh, and he he's is yeah. right. I don't also, understand what, you. Uh, when I get writer's block, <laughs> I take all the drugs. We're used yeah, to. yeah. Just do a bunch of cocaine. And you'll be fine. So let me get some hard dates. Joe. Uh, May 2020, and I do not think he's going to make it to the end of the series. I think oh, he will. Wow. I think the final book will be released posthumously. Okay. Wow. And someone will wrap it up with his notes or I something. think he yeah. will be yeah. so close to finishing that it will be a labor of love that we will get it released at some point. But, like, look, man, I, not to shit on someone who is a, a great creative talent, but, like, I'm not impressed that you don't take notes. Take notes. I'm not impressed that you do things the hard well, way. Just do it the easy way. Like, like people have different writing processes, and I think what works for some people doesn't work for other. People. They do, but it's clearly not working if it takes you eight years to finish something. See, I is, don't know. Is I, my take on. And he said that he had trouble keeping track of characters' relationships. It's pretty complex. Then maybe you Notes write it down, help. dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, to me, like writing is a job. Uh, Stephen King sits down and he writes. Yeah. I would like From to 95. see some sort of like there's George there's R. R. Martin has said in interviews like basically he doesn't like to fully outline his books because if he knows how it's going to end he loses all interest in writing it. But so. if you don't know where you're going, oh. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, how are you going right. to write? But I mean, yeah. you know, J.J. Abrams has built a whole career on yeah, not I'm finishing not, things please. well. Yeah, and people <laughs> people well, like him. Speaking of not finishing things well, any last thoughts, Game of Thrones, guys? Uh, oh, there's just so much we could still talk about. I know. Concrete date we from will... you two, 2020, oh, yeah, 2019? 420, 2020. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think, um, sure. I think, you know, twenty January 2020 for the next book, that would be amazing. Awesome. Um, I, I agree with Joe. I think maybe the last book gets released posthumously uh. or something. Because um, if it takes them another eight years, who even knows? But 
Which again, not to speak ill of someone. Mm-hmm. Like, like I just, me, I'm just, I'm just being. Saying, no, take we'll all take our little ship captain hats off and put <laughs> yeah. them over our hearts. And, yeah. Well, the and thing that just gets more. me is um, when people, it's like they feel like they're they're uh, he's obligated to finish it and they deserve to know how the story ends. Well, I mean, it's his stories to begin with. If he never wrote it, it wouldn't exist in the first place. So let him do it at his own pace. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair. And we will revisit the world of Westeros we'll be uh, when the season has wrapped and, and we have uh, our final answer. My one last thing before we get out of here, who's ending up on that throne? Ooh. Wow. You yeah. would think, uh, you'd think Daenerys, and I don't even know anything about the show. Yeah, I think it'll be... You would be, think that, Mike. Yeah. I think it'll be a co... Um, they'll, make, they'll melt it down and make it, two thrones. <laughs> I mean, the obvious answer to me is that Jon Snow and Daenerys are going to end up... They're going to marry... And they will co-rule as king and queen, and their child will be the the future king or queen of Westeros. I think that sounds about right to me. I'll Tyrion the will be answer. their hand of the king, and everyone will end up happy. That's the if you know. Yeah, the see, good that's wouldn't the, that be the antithesis of the show? The fairy tale, though? Exactly. But everyone just get fucking killed and be sad. But I feel like that's how it is going to end because first of all, like I said, the showrunners are more black and white. Like I think maybe the book ending will be way different. Yes. but. I think the showrunners will want to leave it nice and tidy, and I think that's probably most likely what's going to happen. I'm going to dark horse it and say someone worse than Cersei ends up on the Iron Throne to paint a bleak picture of what a monarchy is. Ah, that's true. The Iron Throne is dismantled, and we head into their version of the Industrial Revolution. That's wow. all. Some sort of that's also what I think, but I also still think that. Like, I don't think Jon Snow and Daenerys are actually going to sit on the Iron Throne, but I still think they will be in charge, but they will have a more no, democratic... No, she says herself. She wants to break the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. But she she still wants to be in charge. So she's not going to make it like a total democracy. But I do think that's she's sort of the reformer queen. That yeah, takes I think we're going to see a change. And a, a frankly, change I'm structure. happy about it because as we change, these showrunners are going to transition to the world of Star Wars. And yeah. we've got plenty of great content coming our way. Wow, Absolutely. that is so cool. It's another big finale this year, too. I think the, the, the if they really want to go dark with it, I think a cool ending could be the Night King wins and all humans are killed. And it ends in a total apocalypse with the... White Walkers ruling over everything. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Maybe that could happen. Hey, the zombies win. <laughs> Why not? Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Game of Thrones. I'm excited to get into it. The next time we meet and to talk this more, I will have watched all of it. And I'm glad we're coming really? back because we didn't yeah. even get into any of the sex and violence and like uh, what that is for the show. I need to see it before we, I can talk I about it. Yeah. <laughs> we want to go around and say our, our most attractive character to us? Myself. <laughs> you want to tell I, us who you're attracted you to? You know, I don't want to end up me too, so we'll be jumping <laughs> past that. And yeah. I'll just say, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, check in on the podcast on all social medias. We're at Normie Like Us. Uh, rate and review, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out. Reach out to us at our email at normiesliceus at gmail.com. If you have any recommendations for any further episodes of what we should cover, Jacob, as our guest, any plugs? Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Thanks, um, Normies. This has been Colin. And um, for me, it's Amelia Clark Daenerys. <laughs> All right. Joe Snow <laughs> here. See you next time. Hey, this is Mike. Next week, we're hanging with the devil. Thanks. Oh, hey.
hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.